0: Slavery is the most awful, awful event that occurred in this country. But I'll be damned if I'm paying one penny in reparations. For many reasons. I had nothing to do with it. My ancestors weren't even here. In fact the vast majority of the people who live in this country were neither slaves or excuse me, were neither uh, the progeny of slaves or slaveholders this is a scam this is a scam it is the latest push by the left to divide this country to make it impossible for, ever, for us to ever come together being pushed by the left and the Democrat Party once again. Apparently somebody testified today and used my line and I think that's good in the house which had hearings on reparations. That if reparations are going to be paid they're going to be paid I think by the Democrat Party. I talk about this party all the time. I spent a lot of time on it yesterday and I'm not going to spend a lot of time on it today. But this whole thing about reparations is a scam. It's, it's just another way for billions and billions of dollars to be directed by the left to people who haven't earned it. I really don't know of any ethnic group or racial group. If you go way, way back that hasn't faced incredible hardships. Look at the Jews and the slavery that took place and the genocide that took place, and you can can pick virtually any group. But slavery is particularly pernicious, and it was in this country. In fact, it was so pernicious that half the country rose up to smite it. Many, many families sent their fathers, their husbands, their grandfathers to war during the Civil War, and they never came back. Over 700,000 casualties. The worst war in American history in terms of casualties. One battle after another. This country has paid a deep price for slavery. The slaves and their families paid a horrible price The price. and in order to end it what took place many, many, many people paid a horrible price. But the Democrat Party keeps pushing this. What else do they have? Racism, socialism, open borders. Do they have anything positive? Do they have anything that truly points to the future? I don't intend to pay one damn penny in reparations to anybody. Period. Period. I see Cory Booker's out there pushing reparations and attacking Joe Biden and we'll get to Joe soon and I really want Joe Biden to be their nominee because he's such an idiot but that's a whole other story Cory Booker didn't say a damn thing yesterday about AOC and her anti-Semitic comments did she not a damn thing when she accused America today Americans of putting illegal alien children in concentration camps He didn't say a thing. None of that offended Cory Booker. It's easy to talk about reparations, about something that took place a couple hundred years ago and was ended 150 years ago. It's easy to talk about that, but when it comes time to criticize AOC, not so easy. Biden, yes. An old white Christian straight man, sure, pound away. But in terms of AOC, no. He won't criticize her. He hasn't criticized her. He won't criticize Farrakhan. He won't criticize Sharpton. Hell, he kissed Sharpton's ring. He won't criticize Omar Talib. We don't need lectures from Cory Booker. I sure as hell don't. The goal here is a colorblind society. Martin Luther King was exactly right. That's why he has a national he- holiday. And none of these other clowns on the left ever will. They do not seek to unite this country. Endless ripping at the fabric of this culture. It is endless. Nobody deserves reparations. Nobody. We are in a free country. Make of yourself as you will. Or not. The reparations? Cory Booker is a member of the party that supports reparations. And yet he's a member of the party that fought for slavery. And one day, it won't be here, because none of these Democrats will appear with me, probably smart on their part, but one day, there will be a gutsy, serious journalist somewhere who will have access to Cory Booker, among others. And who will ask Cory Booker the following. Slavery was an abomination. There's no excuse for it. So why are you a member of a party that fought a civil war in order to retain slavery? Well, Mark, you know, uh, the great society... I didn't ask you that. If the country can never wash its hands of slavery, then how can people who support reparations be Democrats? How can they? Because they promote big government? Well, that can't, that can't be an excuse for slavery. Because they support Medicare for all? Well, that, that can't be an excuse for slavery. There is no excuse for slavery, right? So what's the excuse for Cory Booker being a Democrat? I'm I'm as serious as a heart attack. People who claim to be leading these various civil rights movements and so forth, almost exclusively Democrats. So they must somehow excuse their party or dismiss it or something. Nope, they're never asked to explain, ever, ever. But they should be. Republican Party came to be as an opposition movement to slavery. There were various factions, some moved slower than others and so forth, but... That was it. That was its main purpose. Its main purpose. And so you have to wonder. Now there'll be all kinds of spinning. Wow, the Republican Party's taken the place of the Dixiecrats. No, it hasn't. No, it hasn't in the least. Meanwhile, Cory Booker said nothing about AOC. Not a word. Apparently he's not troubled or doesn't have a problem with her comparing the temporary detention of illegal aliens, feeding them, housing them, medicating them, so forth, to death camps and concentration camps, one and the same in the Third Reich. Somehow that doesn't move Cory Booker to speak out, but Joe Biden does just so happens if Biden trips up and fails Cory Booker and the other leftists benefit from it isn't that interesting what is it exactly that Biden said that has drawn these attacks from others who are running for president in his party and I'll tell you what he said when I return Welcome to Hillsdale. Man, we got a lot to cover. The president gave a magnificent speech last night, but he always does. That's the thing. He always does. If you really listen carefully, he not only draws an audience, he keeps the audience. The audience hangs on his every word, not because there's something wrong with the audience, because the president of the United States as an entertaining, entertaining, charismatic, and forceful way of making very, very smart points. Very, very smart points. And Biden and the rest will get to. But if I don't tell you this, nobody else will. I get these calls on Wednesday. That's when an author gets a call, and I get a call approximately 5, 10, give or take, Eastern Time. And I was informed just a little bit ago that Unfreedom of the Press is number one for the fourth week in a row, one full month on the New York Times bestseller list, hardcover, nonfiction, hardcover, and ebook nonfiction. That's thanks to you again. Now, those of you who watched the President's speech last night, you saw the enthusiasm in the crowd. There is something stirring out there, and I could tell even before that, remember, in these various book signings I've been to, and... In the success of this book, there is something stirring out there. I was asked by a journalist recently, the great Paul Bedard, how do I explain the success of this book? Well, I think you are furious with what the media have become in this country, and you're looking for some answers, and Unfreedom of the Press provides some answers. But we've had ferocious competition, this book has. I'll give you an example this week. Unfreedom of the Press was number one. Songs of America by John Meacham and Tim McGraw. These are two very famous people. They came in second. The Pioneers by David McCullough, one of the great historians, came in third. Howard Stern came in fourth. Educated, a book that's been on the New York Times bestseller list for a year and a half or so, came in fifth. Michelle Obama's book, Becoming. Which has been on the list 31 days came in sixth, and there are others. This guy Siege, Michael Wolf, his book came in eighth. I'm just looking. Jim Acosta. Everybody's asking me. He came in tenth. He didn't sell many books, ladies and gentlemen. If I had to guess, I'd guess 15 to 20 thousand books. That's it. That's it. Jim Acosta. That was a blowout. The Moment of Lift by Melinda Gates came in 12th. Looking at uh, David Brooks, New York Times op-ed columnist, his book came in 14th. These are all big names. These are people with big followings. But you're bigger. And something is stirring out there. To have a New York Times bestseller number one on their list for a month is a remarkable accomplishment of yours. A Liberty and Tyranny was number one on their list for 14 weeks, including three months in a row. <laughs> that, that's hard to match. But this is the sixth book of mine, sixth in a row that's been number one. I don't know how many conservative authors can say that. And I don't mean kind of slip in his number one and fall out. I mean consistently. <clears throat> and I attribute that to you. I've told you before, you're an extraordinarily smart audience. I don't care what the media say and Clinton and all the rest. These books are not the easiest books in the world. Although on Freedom of the Press has been written, I think, in a very uh, understandable and digestible way. And I think that's one of the reasons it's so popular but right now it's the hottest book in america on the non-fiction side and that's because of you and the reason i think is because of the contents because of the contents there's a lot of famous people radio hosts tv hosts that have books that don't sell like this at some point the book has to sell itself by word of mouth and if you look at the five star comments on amazon you'll see the word of mouth the word of mouth You'll learn a hell of a lot in this book. So I want to thank you. It's still up there uh near the top at Amazon.com. If you want to get your copy, it's forty percent off. It's like sixteen dollars and eighty cents. Costco, Walmart, um Barnes and Noble's been terrific, all of them. If I didn't name them, I'm sorry. Sam's BJ's uh Target Um Books a Million, I'm sure I left somebody out. I apologize. Although Hudson bookstores forget it. Apparently they've decided not to carry it. That's their deal. You know, at the airports. But we want to thank all the, uh, all the retail outlets. We want to thank all the online outlets. And I want to thank you most of all. Because this is about you and this is for you. As I said, the President of the United States is running against the Democrat Party. But he's more even fundamentally running against the media in this country. The media don't like it when he calls them out. But that's exactly what's going on. And when he calls them out, no, he's not hurting freedom of the press. They're hurting freedom of the press. And that's the point. That's the point. I mean, I'm going to give you some examples of this today. Where we actually have a piece in the New York Times. Where Cheryl Gay Stolberg who contributes to the New York Times, is effectively defending Ocasio-Cortez. It's incredible, really. I believe she's Jewish, too. I don't even know how a Jewish person can write for the New York Times, given what the New York Times did during the Holocaust. That's another one I don't get. Being a Democrat and then calling for reparations? Are you kidding me? Being Jewish and writing for the New York Times? Are you kidding me? I'll be right back. Folks, many of our nation's oldest colleges were founded to teach students to seek truth, recognize what's beautiful, and hold up what is good. But sadly, many have lost their way. Locked in the grip of political correctness, they no longer allow free and open discourse and instead peddle their moral and cultural relativism. Thankfully, there's Hillsdale College. Since its founding in 1844, Hillsdale has remained true to its original mission, to provide sound learning of the kind essential to preserving civil and religious liberty and intelligent piety. And as Hillsdale enters its 175th year, their goal is simple and yet profound Please visit hillsdale.edu slash admissions to plan a visit and learn more. That's hillsdale.edu slash admissions.
3: Plastic conservative fire. The Mark Levin Show. Call in now at 877-381-3811.
0: So Joe Biden... Joe Biden draws fire. Nobody has this on audio, do they, Mr. Producer? Somebody apparently wrote it down, I guess. And uh, this is from the New York Slimes, the Holocaust-denying New York Slimes. I know, I drive them nuts. That's okay. Several Democratic presidential candidates sharply criticized Joseph R. Biden Jr. on Wednesday for invoking two Southern segregationist senators by name as he defended himself over accusations of being old-fashioned and fondly recalled the civility of the Senate in the 70s and 80s. Mr. Biden, speaking at a fundraiser at the Carlisle Hotel in New York City on Tuesday night, stressed the need to, quote, be able to reach consensus under our system, unquote, and cast his decades in the Senate at a time of relative comedy. His remarks come as some in his party say that Mr. Biden, the former vice president, is too focused on overtures to the right as he seeks the Democratic presidential nomination. Overtures to who on the right? What are they talking about? Let's go on. Overtures to the right. You mean conservatives like segregationists? See, this is the problem with the New York Slimes. It's pathetic. At the event, Mr. Biden noted that he served with the late Senators James O. Eastland of Mississippi and Herman Talmadge of Georgia, both Democrats who were staunch opponents of desegregation. Mr. Eastland was the powerful chair of the Senate Judiciary Committee when Mr. Biden entered the chamber in 1973. Quote, I was in a caucus with James O. Eastland, Mr. Biden, 76. Slipping briefly into a Southern accent, according to a poll report from the fundraiser, he never called me boy, always called me son. He called Mr. Talmadge one of the meanest guys I ever knew. You go down the list of all these guys, he said. Well, guess what? At least there was some civility. We got things done. We didn't agree on much of anything. We got things done. We got it finished. But today you look at the other side and you're the enemy. Not the opposition, the enemy. We don't talk to each other anymore. On Wednesday, Senator Cory Booker of New York, one of two black candidates running for president, said Mr. Biden was wrong to use segregationists as examples for bringing the country together. You don't joke about calling black men boys, Mr. Booker said in a statement. I'm disappointed that he hasn't issued an immediate apology for the pain his words are dredging up for many Americans. He should. Senator Kamala Harris of California, who's also black, Said she found Mr. Biden's comments concerning. If those men had their way, I wouldn't be in the United States Senate and on this elevator right now, she said, according to ABC News, referring to Mr. Eastland and Mr. Talmadge. Ms. Harris, I'll tell you what I told Mr. Booker just a few minutes ago. If your Democrat Party had its way, you wouldn't be in the United States Senate either. You wouldn't be free that the party whose nomination you seek had had its way, you wouldn't be able to run for president of the United States. But look, at all the wonderful things we've done since that. Excuse me. Excuse me. Stick to my point. Stick to my point. This is the same Democrat party who, not so long ago, had Robert Byrd as its leader. For years, whether they were in the minority or the majority, he was their leader. Who are they fooling? Who are they fooling? And when he passed away, among those who couldn't throw enough accolades at him, among those were Barack Obama. Lest we forget. Other presidential candidates weighed in. Mayor Bill DeCameo of New York posted a photo of his multiracial family on Twitter and cited a racial epithet that Mr. Eastland used. Tell me me, uh, something, uh, Bill DeCameo. When you look at Ginny Thomas and Clarence Thomas, a Caucasian and a black person, how come you didn't come to their defense? How come you didn't come to their defense? Former Representative John Delaney of Maryland said in a statement, evoking an avowed segregationist is not the best way to make the point that we need to work together and is insensitive. We need to learn from history, but we also need to be aggressive in dismantling structural racism that exists today. Structural racism or systemic racism does not exist today. Not in the United States. No, it doesn't. Mr. Eastland, a plantation owner, was known as a vociferous opponent of integration efforts and a staunch critic of the civil rights movement, which he sometimes dismissed as the work of communists. Throughout his career, he referred to African Americans as members of an inferior race and used the racist term mongrelization. Talmadge was also a critic of the civil rights movement and opposed the 54 Supreme Court decision, Brown v. Board of Education, that declared racially segregated public schools unconstitutional. Now, to Biden's defense, I know this is going to shock you. He didn't defend any of this. He didn't support any of this. None of it. That I'm aware of. Oh, yes, there was that period when he was a segregationist. Good point, soft segregationist on busing. Mr. Biden has long discussed his personal commitment to civil rights, and he has many strong relationships in the black community. He's also previously pointed to his dealings with segregationists like Eastland as an example of the time when Senate colleagues could disagree but still find ways to reach common ground. But Biden is also now seeking the nomination of a party that is increasingly young and diverse and skeptical of his emphasis on compromise, especially on issues that touch on matters of racial justice. How about just justice? How about we just have justice? Anita Dunn, an advisor to the Biden campaign, and a veteran Democratic operative appeared on MSNBC, well, of course, to defend Biden. She said, you have to be able to work with people even if they hold positions that are repugnant to you. She said, noting that Mr. Biden had clashed with the segregationist senators on the issues many times. She also said that other Democratic candidates, including Mr. Booker and Senator Elizabeth Warren, had worked with Republicans who are espousing views that uh, are an anathema to many people. Well, let me ask you this. Okay, don't work with segregationists. Eastland, Talmadge, whomever were in, uh, of that uh, ilk who were in the Senate back then. How about today? How about to- what do you mean, Mark? Well, how about today? Should any member of Congress work with Omar? She's an anti-Semite. Should any member of Congress work with Talib? She's an anti-Semite. Should any member of Congress work with AOC? I view her as an anti-Semite. How about Bernie Sanders, a Marxist? Marxism is responsible for the enslavement and slaughter of tens of millions should any member of the Senate work with Bernie Sanders? I mean, hell, he's very popular in the Democrat Party. So is Talib. so is Omar, so is AOC. In fact, they're popular in the media, aren't they? Yes, they are. I'll tell you the problem Biden has, this aside. I mean, Biden was the vice president, the first black president. It's hard to believe that they're able to paint him as sort of this uh, Eastland sycophant when in fact he's not here's the problem I'm going to tell you the truth here's the problem he's white he's a male and he's not a Marxist he's leftist but he's not a Marxist He's white, he's male, and he's not a Marxist. He's not a moderate, he's a leftist, but he's not a Marxist. He's moving more and more in that direction of the radical Democrats. But the Democrat Party more and more is a party of minorities. And more and more it is rejecting people like Joe Biden. That's the truth. That's the truth. And it's really a damn shame. Because if people really understood the history of the Democrat Party, rather than this Marxist, Democratic Socialist claptrap, we'll give you this, we'll give you that, you've been discriminated against, we'll take care of you, we'll get this guy, we'll take money from that guy. If they really understood the history of the Democrat Party, which Republicans apparently are incapable of explaining, the Republican Party should have a massive popular edge over the Democrat Party. Massive. Massive. 75% of the African Americans in this country should be voting Republican. But obviously that's not the case, is it? Now, let's see if we can find some of this here. Let's go back to reparations. Here we are again discussing the Democrat media agenda. Here we are discussing their agenda all day long. It'll be all week long. If they bring up $15 minimum wage again, we'll be discussing that for three days. Their agenda is the media agenda. They're one and the same. Hence, unfreedom of the press. We have... uh, Cory Booker at the hearing on reparations today. Cut six. Go.
2: And so I wonder about having the last word. What happens when the last word is no words, when it gets silence? And I feel a sense of anger where we are in the United States of America, where we have not had direct conversations all about a lot of the root causes of the inequities.
0: No, no, no. We never have conversations about slavery, about the Civil War, about Jim Crow. ...about segregate, ...we never have those discussions in America... ...do we? Those discussions never stop in America... ...never. It would be nice if Mr. Booker... ...had a unifying message. It would be nice if Mr. Booker... ...had a message about liberty and individualism... ...and private property rights... ...and limited government... ...because the history... ...of big government... ...the history... Of rejecting individualism and liberty is slavery in one form or another. Go ahead.
2: And the hurt manifested in economic disparities, manifested in health disparities, manifested in a, a criminal justice system that is indeed a form. Of I'm not buying from. it.
0: I'm not buying it. I'm just not buying it. I've heard this for decades. I've heard it for decades. Shelby Steele was on my program, "Life, Liberty, and Levin." One of my favorite guests, a man is absolutely brilliant, an African American whose grandfather was a slave, and he makes the point over and over again: We are free. We are free. All these horrible things did happen, but they're not happening now. No, there isn't systemic racism. We are free to achieve. Free to get education. Everybody. We're free to progress. In this country like few others. But that damn Democrat Party always gets in the way. And so rather than debating the wonders of freedom and how to advance that we're back to reparations and Jim Crow reparations and Jim Crow disparities in health disparities in economic well-being that's due to Democrat policies for the most part ladies and gentlemen and the Democrats control these metropolitan areas the Democrats control these dark blue states I tell you I tell you, if for 20 years, a constitutional conservative, a capitalist, for 20 years, you could have two or three mayors, city councils, controlling the government in these metropolitan areas, you would see a huge difference. You just would. But as long as the left controls these cities and these states, you're not going to see... The huge difference. It's going to continue to unravel. Just like California. And by the way, Mr. Booker, just like Newark, New Jersey. I'll be right back. Mark Levin. Every human being has a common problem. How do I live well? Our happiness and well-being depends on how we answer that question. Hillsdale College President Larry Arne argues that the best book ever written on this subject is Aristotle's Nicomachean Ethics. And a new free online course from Hillsdale College shares Aristotle's teachings that will help you lead the most complete, happy life possible. Register for this free course, Introduction to Aristotle's Ethics, How to Lead a Good Life, featuring lessons from the greatest self-help book ever written at levinforhillsdale.com. In just 10 on-demand videos, each only 30 minutes long, you'll learn how to confront the chief obstacles to happiness and make the choices that build good character. Aristotle presents a guide for securing a virtuous life. And if you take this free course from Hillsdale and heed Aristotle's advice, your life will change for the better. You can learn how to lead a good life just as every Hillsdale College student does. It's yours for free. At levinforhillsdale.com, that's L-E-V-I-N for Hillsdale.com. Mr. Producer, I am not on my call screen. What do you got there? Hari in Maryland, the great WMAL. Go. How are you doing, Mark? It's a pleasure and an
4: honor to speak to you. Thank if you. If you would indulge me for just a moment before that's I get That's all I've my- got. Um, After living in Philadelphia for 40-some years And listening to my friend and mentor, Irv Homer You have taken over in being a great and wonderful teacher Thank you Um, Your latest on Freedom of the Press Yes We got it on um, Audible, audio And I was thrilled to hear your voice reading the intro And then all of a sudden there was a strange voice reading the rest of the book And it's difficult when you're in the car, because I missed one of the exits on the
0: freeway on 495 to get back home. Every book I've ever done audio on, every one, I do the first and the last chapter, not in between. And the reason's simple. I have asthma. I can't read an entire book. Uh, Some people can do it. Some people can't. It's either that or no audio whatsoever. And I I think that's a mistake. So the, the first chapter and the last chapter, that's what I do. Thank you for your call, my friend. Let's see here. Who else do you have, Mr... Oh, well, I'm in. Hold on, I just got in. Oh, 40 seconds isn't going to cut it. All right, we're going to move on. There's other things to discuss here, too. Although, you never know. I may circle back. president had a speech last night. You aware of that? And uh, CNN didn't much like it when the audience erupted in shouts that CNN sucks. How do you like that? I thought CNN was a news organization. Apparently not. We'll be right back. It's a sad fact that slavery still goes on in this world It goes on in the Middle East goes on in Africa goes on in Asia As well as other parts of the world Nobody talks about it I And mean, it's going on today You look in the Sudan And I've talked about the Sudan many, many times But there's other countries too look at the Sudan Christians black Christians are slaughtered whole villages are wiped out women are gang raped in front of their children others are taken away never seen again enslaved if you will Nobody talks about this. The government there is Muslim, black Muslims, and this is what they're doing to black Christians. You can look all over the globe. It's horrific. Absolutely horrific. I hear this phrase that people are born into power and other people are not born into power. This is an odd formulation, in my view, very odd formulation. The vast majority of the rich in this country are white, the vast majority of the middle class in this country is white, and the vast majority of the poor in this country are white because it's the majority race. I don't even like talking this way, but apparently this is the way it works these days. You go into Appalachia People are very very poor And they're mostly white That's not something to, to celebrate I'm just saying You won't see Most of this on network TV Or regional news and so forth Because that's not where the media is The media are in, are in, um, in Washington D.C. They're in the metropolitan areas. They're not hanging out in Appalachia Or rural America So, I don't know what this means. People are born into power, people don't have power. Some people are born into families that are nuclear families. Some people are born into families that are broken families. Some people are born into families that have more wealth than other people who are born into families who have little wealth. Some people are born with mental or physical handicaps. Some people are born who are particularly intelligent or particularly athletic. So I don't know what this means, born into power or lacking power. Mean political power? How so? People can vote. They can vote for their members of Congress. They can vote for their senators. They can vote for president of the United States. And they have a lot of power, a whole lot of power, if they'll recognize it and use it, if they'll recognize it and use it, if they don't just vote for one party, or I should say more accurately, one ideology. So I don't buy these uh, shibboleths, these these platitudes, I, I, I just don't buy it. You people pouring over our border who are as poor as poor can be or illiterate in their own language who come from absolutely nothing and they want to come to the United States why? Why? Well there's a lot of reasons but most of them why do they want to come to the United States? Some want no question government benefits. But some of them are truly escaping hellholes and they want to come to the United States why? Because there's systemic racism? Now that would be absurd, wouldn't it? Why? Because they don't have a chance? Because they're not born into power? Now that would be absurd too. Then why come to the United States? Why come to the United States? This is a grand place. It really is. Warts and all. Imperfections at all. We should be very, very proud of this country, including our history, our Declaration of Independence, and our Constitution, and our founding, and the fact that a civil war was fought that tore this nation apart, and it ended slavery. And then we had the 13th, 14th, and 15th Amendments to the Constitution, ending slavery, Applying due process and equal protection to the freed slaves. And by the way, that 13th Amendment, 14th Amendment, and 15th Amendment, they didn't just happen. had to be ratified by the states. It was proposed by the states and ratified by the The states. states. There were resistance movements in this country. Resistance movements after the Civil War. You had the Klan, which was an appendage of the Democrat Party. You had all kinds of opposition to treating ex-slaves and then later their children and their grandchildren as equals. And all those battles have had to be fought. All of them. But we have reached a point today, really like no other country on the face of the earth. None. None. When you see what's going on in Zimbabwe, when you see what's going on in South Africa, when you see what's going on in countries that black on black, Muslim on Muslim, white on white, if you will, Latino on Latino, you look at this country with all the color combinations, with all the religious combinations, this is a truly remarkable place in the long span of history. The long span of mankind, there's never been anything like it. I reject this idea that you're born into power and therefore... And therefore what? People fall from power. People lose their power. Other people gain power. That's the strength of liberty. I think part of the problem is we have too much group identification. And the government puts us in these groups, economic groups, racial groups, sex groups, what you do with your genitalia groups, and on and on and on. And so we get away from being at once individuals, but also part of a civil society. People are always walking around with chips on their shoulders. People are always walking around angry, like somebody owes them something. Nobody owes anybody anything. Nobody owes anybody anything. I think the politicians in this country, and I'll say, particularly the Democrat politicians, really divide this country. Where matters may not be perfect, they make them worse. They make them worse. I also find that liberals who espouse certain ideas, theories, abstractions, they don't live as they speak. They don't live as they speak. Many of them don't live in the communities that they claim to represent. Why is that? It's worth a debate, isn't it? It's worth thinking about. All right, there's a lot more I want to get to beyond this and I'll be right back.
5: Much love in.
0: Eight three three ring B H N. Get fifteen percent off your first order with promo code Levin. That's Brickhouse L E V I N dot com or call eight three three ring B H N. Promo code Levin. Donald Trump gave the speech last night, and the crowd um, on its own shouts CNN sucks and by the way I agree with that you've got uh, the executive who runs CNN Jeff uh, Motherzucker right Mr. Producer and at t gave him a promotion for their ratings failures their tanking but let's take a listen shall we a, a wonderful reminder of what took place cut one go 2016 was not merely another four-year election. This was a defining moment in American history. Ask them right there. Pointing to the press.
6: of fake
2: news back there, that's a lot, that's a lot,
6: you know what i say? the amount of press we have tonight
0: reminds me of the Academy Awards before it went political and their ratings went down the tubes. <laughs> <laughs> This was our chance to reclaim our government.
5: All right, we've been watching the president kick off his reelection bid. He's he's been on stage for about six minutes. Within two minutes, he did talk about the economy. Uh, But within four minutes, it was attacks on the media.
0: Well, really? And how long does it take the media to attack him? But here's the point, ladies and gentlemen. This is supposed to be a news network. ...whether he attacks them or not. They should be airing it. But they didn't. Because he's attacking them. MSNBC, I'm told, I don't know this firsthand. didn't air any of it. You have 25,000 people in an arena. You had 150,000 people asking for tickets. You had people waiting outside in the rain... Some for 40 hours to get the best seats. That is an event. That is a news event. That is not a pseudo event. That is not propaganda. That is a fact. That is news. And one cable channel chose to ignore it. And another cut it off after six minutes. And, of course, the network news didn't cover it at all. It's exactly what I'm talking about. But Bernie Sanders is out there talking. More time is given to Bernie Sanders on MSNBC than is given to the event itself. Anyway, here's Bernie Sanders about the Trump rally. And that rally was for about an hour and a half. Cut to go.
2: It's going to take me a little while to settle down because I just had the extremely unpleasant experience of actually watching Donald Trump in action for an hour and a half. Wow. And that was certainly something Uh, an hour and a half.
0: I know it's not it's not like a good Stalin speech. I understand that. Or a good uh, Castro speech at last, what, seven, eight hours. I, I understand you have a lot of patience for that. Uh, but a Trump speech, wow, 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 wow. Go ahead. Speech of lies, uh, distortions, and total, absolute nonsense. Like that what? An... Like what? What are you talking about? This is all you ever do. Get up there with your, with your generalized statements about free this and free that, and America this and America that, and lies and this It's all the guy does. I'm just surprised the dentures never fall out of his mouth, quite frankly. Must be using a uh, crazy glue. Go ahead. Experience. Maybe I missed it. I did
2: not hear Donald Trump mention...
0: So one... here, here, Donald Trump is supposed to recite the Bernie Sanders agenda, which he plagiarizes, for the most part, from the 1936 Soviet Constitution. And if Donald Trump doesn't mimic a Bernie Sanders I did not hear. I did not hear him mention what? Go ahead. About the planetary crisis of climate change. There is no planetary crisis of climate change. The climate changes, and there's not a damn thing we can do about it. Not a damn thing the cows can do about it. Not a damn thing we can do about it. Nothing. Do you believe that? That's right. Mankind is limited sometimes in what mankind can do. There's things more powerful than mankind, like the sun. Just one example. Go ahead.
2: And in fact, what he boasted about is that we are producing more carbon, which is only going to speed up the climate change crisis.
0: More carbon. And what does carbon do, ladies and gentlemen? Anybody know? Anybody who had science class in fourth grade? No. We're not talking about carbon monoxide. We're talking about carbon dioxide, which is why he just calls it carbon. Well, what do plants do with carbon? It's called photosynthesis. They take carbon dioxide, and from that they make oxygen. Carbon dioxide is not a pollutant. Carbon dioxide has never been a pollutant. Carbon dioxide is part of the atmosphere. It's a tiny, tiny, tiny part of the atmosphere. It's a greenhouse gas, and you're supposed... my greenhouse gas? Oh, my God! So is condensation. Oh. and As I've said before, I'm old enough to remember... Remember these greenhouse gas buildings that were built... So in wintertime in the Northeast and Midwest and other places... You could actually continue to grow flowers and fruits and vegetables and so forth. They would create a greenhouse gas environment. Greenhouse gas is not dangerous. In the least. It's part of the atmosphere. We need it. In order to have vegetation. All you vegetarians out there, you should be very excited about carbon dioxide. It means more plants for you. So you should go hug a cow. Because what comes out of the other end of a cow feeds plants and plants feed you. Look at it that way. If you will. But you can't. Because you won't. Can't because you won't. So they go to Bernie Sanders to critique Donald Trump's speech. Does anybody care what Bernie Sanders has to say about Donald Trump's speech? He's a liar. He's a homophobe. He's a xenophobe. He's He's a... He's, a, he, he's all these things. He's all these things that I do not like. I'll be right back. Yeah! With the daily fake news dump pouring through your TV, mobile phones and computers, you may have missed some real news like the recent study in the journal Cell Metabolism. Scientists suspected a correlation between growing rates of obesity and processed foods But what this study discovered was that these foods also appear to lead people to overeat. Here's the bottom line. You need fresh fruits and vegetables in your diet, which is why I recommend that you start taking Field of Greens by Brickhouse Nutrition. Just one scoop of Field of Greens has a full serving of real USDA certified organic fruits and vegetables. It helps boost your immunity using antioxidants, prebiotics, and probiotics. This is real food, not some fake supplement lab powder. Just read the nutrition facts panel on the side. Go to BrickHouseLevin.com, that's BrickHouseLevin.com, and you'll get 15% off your first order with the offer code LEVIN. You know you're not going to start cooking fresh fruits and vegetables, so let's not pretend. Just get one full cup of fruits and one full cup of vegetables every day, with Field of Greens. Go to BrickHouseLevin.com, BrickHouseLevin.com, offer code Levin.
1: Mark Levin, America's mentor of conservatism. Call now at 877 381
0: 3811. All I know is we've had more government than ever before, and according to the Democrats, the country's worth crap. We've had more laws, and still we're systemically racist. We've had more immigration, and still we're systemically racist. We've had more government redistributing wealth, and yet we're still uh, so unequal, inequity. In other words, everything is worse than it ever has been despite the New Deal, the Fair Deal, the Square Deal, the Great Society, and the Obama deal. Despite being over $250 trillion in debt and unfunded liabilities and $22 trillion in debt on fiscal operating side, we're spending ourselves into oblivion. The next generation and generations yet born and still we don't have enough government. We don't have enough power in Washington. There's not enough laws, not enough regulations, not enough taxes, not enough debt, not enough bureaucracy, not enough programs, offices, divisions, departments, agencies. In fact, it's worse than ever before. We're not making any progress whatsoever. People are still powerless. Everywhere you look, they're powerless. Everywhere you look. Now, this is so much crap. How much more of this crap do we have to take? The truth is, people speak with their feet. If this country was, as the left says, people would be speaking with their feet. People would be pouring over the border to go to Mexico. People would be pouring over the border to go to Canada. They'd be on life rafts, inner tubes. As those who escaped Cuba, instead they'd be running to Cuba, running to Venezuela. How much more of this BS crap do we have to take? One party is invested in tearing this country down. The other party sits there with a thumb up their nose. Think about it. If you've been paying attention to the news, and you do, you know that progressive tech giants like Google and Facebook are trying to silence conservative voices. Now, we recently had Steve Crowder on the program. He's a great guy. And uh, he described to us how YouTube removed his ability to monetize his popular conservative channel. So they just shut him down. Now, the sad part is, it's not the first time this has happened. In fact, it's getting worse every day. Well, we don't have this problem at Levin TV or the Blaze TV network. Why? Because we're self sufficient. We're independent. We don't have to rely on leftist tech giants for anything. We rely on you, our subscribers. And that's why with your support, we will continue to bring you independent, patriotic, uncensored, and unafraid programming. History, economics, culture, philosophy. That's what Levin TV is all about In our broader network, Blaze TV. You won't find it anywhere else. So for a limited time, you can get $30 off an already amazingly affordable annual subscription. The annual subscription is only 99 bucks. 30 bucks off, my calculation, old math, that's $69 a year for a tremendous amount of content and programming, including Levin TV. Okay, get ready. It's a long web address. Don't blame me. Just go to get.com blazetv.com slash Levin get.blazetv.com slash Levin everybody get.blazetv.com slash Levin now that's a new song get it right now you sign up use code free speech to make it even tougher for you free speech you have to place in as one word use it Type it in the code as one word, free speech. Ready? Get.blazetv.com slash Levin. And use code free speech, one word. I want to thank our marketing team. Man, oh, She you can't make it more complicated than that. But if there's a will, there's a way. And with my folks, that is you. There's a will, so there's the way. Let's see here. Who did I want to get to? Oh, Don Lemon. Don Lemon. You see, in order to be hired at CNN, you have to have an IQ in the low two digits. And this is why you see Don Lemon and Chris Cuomo on CNN. Together, they have an IQ in the low two digits. Don Lemon on CNN last night, Trump could become like Hitler. Cut 13, go.
3: Comparing anything to an extreme like a Hitler it weakens the argument. Well, I think it because gives you, you a are clear now example. Taking a guy who says things you don't like and no, no. comparing him I'm to a, a gem- him genocidal to maniac.
2: I'm not comparing him to that. I'm comparing the way you would cover someone who is a I know, but a I'm a saying it's creating a false standard.
3: A guy yeah. who says things I don't like, that's abusive of the truth, who can be obnoxious for effect and pander to a group of people in this country, is not necessarily a step little away lives. from. You mean a genocide you mean person. you
0: mean like Andrew Cuomo? You're describing your own brother, you meathead. But Don Lemon jumps in. It starts with little lies, ladies and gentlemen. Go ahead. It starts with little lies.
2: It starts with little lies that become bigger lies. And it starts with people who, who, who become brainwashed. Ask anybody, ask anyone who had a family member who went to Guyana. It
3: started with a little
2: thing. People start to buy into it. And then all of a sudden, you, you become, it becomes reality to you. Good people follow bad people. doesn't mean that they're a bad person. It just means that they were used.
0: This is, I mean, these guys, I don't have more time. They're so over the top. So over the top. And he means to say Trump is Hitler. That's what he means to say, which is sort of what Scarborough has said all these years. First, he had his head up, uh, but then he got into a battle with Trump, and now Trump is, you know, but this guy, Don Lemon, do you, do you understand that he's supposed to be a news anchor? That's pretty much still the way that he is uh, characterized. And the one-two punch of Sacco and Vansetti, I mean uh, of Lemon and Cuomo. Cuomo later, last night on CNN, cut 14, go. One point of
3: pushback before I get to you, Angela. You did not have similar problems with the phrase America first, which is equally stained, mm. or the word. What? What? National- what? 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 What?
0: Something wrong with the phrase America first? Oh, yeah, yeah. You know, they used it in the first part of the last. Look, folks, a lot of these phrases have been used before. America first. Well, the implication must be, uh, no, there's no implication. America first. And the reason why this resonates with an awful lot of Americans is because under Obama, it wasn't America first. It was, I'm overseas and let me trash my country. People love this country. And the left has trouble comprehending this. We love our country. We love our Constitution. We love our Declaration. We love our freedom. We love our economic system. We love our country. Men and women, but mostly men, sign up to defend this country. And they put their lives on the line to defend this country. And most of the people who squawk on TV, on CNN and MSNBC, have nothing to do with anything like that. They just sit there and pontificate. Go ahead. One
3: point of pushback
0: before I get to you,
3: Angela. You did not have similar problems with the phrase America first, which is equally stained. Mm. Or the word nationalist, no. which is equally stained. No, yes. as The a word
0: matter nationalist. nationalist is not equally stained. No, it's not. A nationalist socialist, yes. Nationalist is not. It is a perfectly common word, if used properly, it's a perfectly common word in a sentence. Nationalist, whether you agree with the idea or don't, is not a term to be applied to the Holocaust per se. You need the entire phrase, nationalist, socialist. In other words fascist go ahead
3: why doesn't it bother you the same way you and i have had this discussion many times about nationalism i totally disagree that it's a stained word as a matter of fact you I may but you're wrong word. american nat. Uh, well no i'm not wrong you you don't get to define what nationalism yes, means i for do me. because nationalism, nationalism has, has been used. all right stop there
0: so listen to the moron chris cuomo you're wrong and yes i get to define it for you why chris because you're on CNN and you're a big shot and you're so smart, go ahead.
3: Almost. And I'll make you a bet. American. Steve, let me look, know what movement defined itself as nationalism that was positive and not oppressive to another. What uh, American nationalism? And it was American. There's no American, American nationalism, nationalism that landed on the shores. Yes. Yes. There is. Look, American nationalism. Why don't you let him
0: answer, Cuomo? You asked him a question. Let him answer. Go ahead.
3: Ethnofascism. You're trying to conflate these terms. Ethnofascism is what the Nazis portrayed, exactly. and it was about race and blood and purity. American nationalism has nothing to do with race, no nothing to thing. do with blood. It's not blood and soil. Right, look, it's just, about our shared ideals, I was our constitution, our flag, our beliefs. Now, I know what you want it to be. It's called patriotism. Hmm.
0: Actually, it's called Americanism. That's what it's called. But nationalism in that context has nothing to do with the Third Reich. Nothing. I don't use the word because I don't think it's well-defined. I think Americanism is a better word, but so be it. But this is how they confuse people and how they, they dumb down people. This is a debate about concentration camps, where Each was talking about concentration camps, and that American citizens who work for the Border Patrol and ICE are putting people in concentration camps. Now, I want you to listen to Dove Hykind on Facebook yesterday, hat tip for America. His parents and grandparents were put in concentration camps. Knows more about this than Aach and knows a hell of a lot more about it than Chris Cuomo. Cut seventeen, go.
1: The ignorance of Ocasio-Cortez is absolutely unbelievable. Concentration camps where my mother went with her mother and her sisters and brothers and family. My mother's mother went straight to the gas chamber in the concentration camp. Members of her family were tortured, worked to death. The brutality of what Never Again and concentration camps are all about. The audacity, the chutzpah, the ignorance of Ocasio-Cortez. To mention never again concentration camps when we're talking about immigrants coming into this country. My God, how many immigrants have been gassed? How many immigrants have been worked to death? How many immigrants have been experimented on by doctors? They need to go back to school, Ocasio Cortez. That's where you belong. How dare you invoke, how dare you invoke concentration camps and never again? We understand when you say concentration camps and never again that you are referring to the Holocaust, to the murder of six million men, women, and children, children that were murdered, elderly people who were tortured, women who were experimented on, and you make the comparison between immigrants coming into this country and never again in the concentration camps? Ocasio-Cortez, Shame on you! Shame
0: on you! Yep, and I'm sure Cory Booker will be commenting on aah any year now. I'll be right back.
5: Mark Lupin.
0: Do you wake up in the morning feeling sluggish and have to drag yourself through your day? Do you feel bloated, tired, and out of shape? Eating healthy is a habit. But most of us don't really know exactly what we should be eating, right? How much we should be eating and how to properly prepare it. This is why I drink field of greens every morning before I start my day. Just one scoop of field of greens has a full serving of real USDA certified organic fruits and vegetables. Helps boost your immunity using antioxidants, prebiotics and probiotics. Now this is real food, not some fake supplement lab powder. Just read the nutrition facts panel on the side. Have you ever asked yourself, just how can I live a virtuous life? our happiness and well-being depend on how we answer that question. Healdsdale College president Larry Arnn argues that the best book ever written on this subject is Aristotle's Nicomachean Ethics, where Aristotle presents a guide for securing such a virtuous life. In just 10 on-demand videos, each only 30 minutes long, you'll learn how to confront the primary obstacles to happiness— and make the choices that build good character. Now, this new free online course from Hillsdale College shares Aristotle's teachings with you, and it can help you lead the most complete, happy life possible. Register for this free course, Introduction to Aristotle's Ethics, How to Lead a Good Life, featuring lessons from the greatest self-help book ever written at levinforhillsdale.com, L-E-V-I-N for Hillsdale dot com. Now, if you take this free course from Hillsdale and heed Aristotle's advice, your life will change for the better. And you can learn how to lead a good life just as every Hillsdale College student does. It's yours for free. Go to LevinForHillsdale.com, L-E-V-I-N com. All right. Let's slip in a call or two here if we can. Let us go to, uh, let's see, Andrew. New Jersey, the great W.A.B.C. Go.
5: Mark, I hate Cory Booker, my senator, not because I disagree that I don't want to help the black community. I grew up 50 feet away from Newark, and I got to see the damage the Democrats do to the inner cities. And in South Orange, where I lived, there was a large African-American population. We were only one of three white families on the block, and it was upper middle class, you know, middle class. And the difference was the fathers mostly were in the homes. And regardless of race, when I grew up, the kids that didn't have the father in the home usually were the problem kids. And I had words. I worked for the local fake news, (laughs) and I had words with the mayor. I told him Jim Brown was there, who liked it and agreed. I told him, why don't you include the importance of having the two-parent home in these anti-violent And the mayor was real agitated, Roz Baraka. He said, it doesn't matter if you have a father. The economy is better in South Orange. I said, no, there is no economy. It's a little town. But people who were all black after, they said, no, you were right. And Jim Brown liked what I said also. So Cory Booker, I actually told him to his face. He didn't listen. I said, if you run for president, what you should do is include what Obama started, My Brother's Keeper, but include the importance of the two parents and the father but obviously he's not doing that but I guess it you're not
0: I guess you're not voting for him <laughs> now believe it or all not all right it, my friend no no I got it I appreciate it got to get to a few more dave Marilyn, the great wcbm go hey mark
6: thanks for the education um I was uh, thinking I might be for reparations if we make it a you know one time deal and that's final
5: and then,
0: uh, all right. Me, that, let me we- let me just help you out. There are no one-time deals. That's true, but I'm. It, it, it never ends, and whether it's this, whatever, whenever the government's involved, it never ends, because there'll be some other reason twenty years later to be talking about systemic this and in, unequal that, because that's human nature, and the fact is we are unequal. I don't mean in the eyes of the Lord, and I don't mean under the justice system. The fact is we are unequal, we're not robots. Some of us are smarter, some of us are better looking. uh, Some of us are uh, physically more capable and I can go on and on and on. And that's actually a good thing. Thank you for your call. Steve, Las Vegas on the Mark Levin app, quickly go.
5: Hello, Mark. Uh,
7: My father was in the Plastrum concentration camp, Mm -hmm. passed away uh, several years ago. For people that don't know, that camp was, uh, on Schindler's list. The commandant was Amon Goth, and he would go every day and murder Jews on a daily basis. The actual concentration camp was built on two Jewish cemeteries, deliberately. The gravel for the walkways was the headstones that were smashed.
0: I hate, I hate to go with the heartbreak. I thank you for your call so much. why is there a lot of stupid, phony news out here today? I just tell you how the Democrats drag this country down, down, down. They just constantly are lighting fuses with their media friends. So they tracked down Nancy Pelosi, old stretch. Uh, and uh, they asked her, you know, this Aach. Uh, And her concentration camp comment, Uh, what are your thoughts? Cut nine, go.
8: So, Rep. Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez is under fire again for some comments she made about um, concentration camps. I'm wondering if you've talked to some of the freshman members about the power of their words and the use of their social media and what you're thinking of all this back and forth.
9: These members of Congress are, they come and represent their district and their point of view. And they take responsibility for the statements that they make I'm not up to date on her most recent one I saw something in the news But I um No I haven't spoken to her about Why? Why,
0: why are you lying You saw something in the news Why are you lying You don't know what she said I saw He 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 Beavis he he Beavis, butthead he, he, he. I saw something in the news I'm not up on it Well get up on it dummy Go ahead
9: I do have some uh, comments to make to my caucus writ large about the political nature of uh, how politically charged the atmosphere is. So, understand uh, that while the Republicans have no interest in holding the president accountable. So, so,
0: she's asked about Aach and her outrageous statements, and it's about the president. Go ahead.
9: Words, they will misrepresent anything that you say just if you have one word in the sentence, that they can exploit.
0: I see. There's tough, courageous leader Nancy Pelosi, once again cowering in a fetal position under her desk. When asked about one of the Three Stooges, this time Each, before it was Omar, Angela Rye. Who is Angela Rye, Mr. Producer? Is she a journalist? Is she a professor? Commentator? So she must be very good. Otherwise, CNN wouldn't be paying her a salary, would they? She must be very newsworthy. Otherwise, why would you put Angela Rye on CNN? But here she was last night, hat-tip Washington free beacon. Cut, 10, go.
8: Now, I don't know when we decided that a humanitarian crisis could be defined whether or not someone is carrying a green card or whether or not someone has their papers. But I'm going to tell you this. Before we are American, we are human beings, and it is not okay. It is a damn shame what is happening at this border. And the fact that you're going to justify justify it by economics, let me just tell you, there are a whole lot of people... Whoa, whoa, whoa,
0: whoa, whoa. What's reparations all about? Justifying by economics, I guess, something. The left is all about... Economics—that that is, redistributing wealth. But why is she so angry? What's going on on the border isn't created by the United States. It's created by people trying to escape their own cultures and their own hellhole countries to come to the United States. And we're doing everything we can to help these people, despite the Democrats in the House. And one of the best things we can is discourage them from doing what they're doing. But not according to Angela Rye, whoever the hell that is. Go ahead.
8: Out of money by having these people in detention centers we want to shift the attention as, as we should off of mass incarceration of black and brown people in this country but now those monies are being transferred into detaining whoa, migrants
0: whoa, 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 whoa. And- money's being shifted from uh the mass incarceration of black and brown people to detaining aliens is that what's happening Of course, money's not being shifted to do any such thing. And why are we talking about mass incarceration? Why don't we talk about specific cases? I don't know how many people are in our prisons. I think in the federal system, there's uh, several hundred thousand. Are they all there because of their race? Because you know what that tells us? If they're all there because of their race... What that means is our justice system, the judges, the juries, uh, defense counsel, and prosecutors are all in on it. I assume that's what that means. Including in the metropolitan areas in this country where, once again, the Democrats control the justice system. I don't believe that's the case. Go ahead.
8: Order. It is a crisis, Steve. It is not okay just because they don't have their papers. I hope I, listen, that at I, some I, point I you wrestle with your conscience and get to the right side of this because, I, sir, you are on the wrong side concur. of history. In 1933, there were crisis. concentration camps. In 1941, they were death camps. And that is where we are going if our, our oh, conscience Oh, we're
0: going is- to death camps. Who is this idiot? This loudmouth jerk. Does she even understand this country? Does she even understand history? Pushing out all that BS? Is this what CNN is about? You bet it is. That's why the chance CNN sucks are so accurate. That's why CNN has no rating. You get these, these, these lunatics, in my humble opinion, on these channels that just, just, just go off. Crazy. And yet, there's Beto O'Rourke. You know, this is a painful day for me to do this radio program. You, you know that, Mr. Producer? I, I don't know how the audience can stand this. I really don't know how. I can't stand it. Listening to these people? I don't know how anyone can stand this. The talk about this country this way. To talk about the border patrol this way—the border patrol made up of a majority of minorities—it's—it's just—it's just—it's such a lie about this country. The mass incarceration of black and brown people—that's not the issue. The issue is: Are there people in prison who shouldn't be there? Well, what are their names? There must be hundreds and hundreds of thousands of them. What are their names? Who were the judges? Anyway, Beto O'Rourke, who really has become an irrelevancy, uh, but they're quasi-entertaining next. uh, Nonetheless, you know, we've, we've gone through his teeth cleaning, his haircut. What next? Let's hope he doesn't do a selfie on a colonoscopy, Mr. Producer. Cut 12, go. In
2: 1939, a ship set sail from the port of Hamburg, Germany with more than 900 Jewish refugees aboard. It's called the St. Louis. Children, women, and men bound for Cuba. They're going to de in the port of Havana. By the possibly- way, this is
0: one of a handful of members of the House of Representatives who voted against the system that the Israelis have to protect them from missiles coming into Israel. Did you know this, Mr. Producer? I think he's like one of eight in the House of Representatives who voted, against, who voted against funding or supporting funding for that system. You know, the equivalent of our Patriot system. And he dares to invoke the St. Louis. This, this guy is a real piece of work. He's a piece of something else, too. Go ahead.
2: Cuba changed their asylum laws and did not allow those passengers to leave. So they set course for the United States. Our president, Franklin Delano Roosevelt, said that that ship could not come to this country. We didn't have the capacity. This was not our problem. The captain of that ship tried to run it aground in Florida, but we sent out Coast Guard cutters to prevent them from doing that, ultimately forcing that ship back across the Atlantic to Europe, where more than 250 of her passengers Children, women, and men were murdered in the Holocaust. Now, that stain is ours to share. Because in a democracy, though that was a decision of just one man, just as a decision for what? What, what
0: does this have to do with literally millions of illegal aliens over the past several years pouring into our country? I, I don't get this. I don't even get how they think. When President Trump said that people are leaving as whole countries, all crap whole countries to come to this country, he was attacked as a racist. Remember that, Mister Producer? Is Beto O'Rourke suggesting that one of those countries is like the Third Reich? I mean, I can't even follow these people anymore. ...as they do their hate America stuff. America first! You know what the implication is there? Yeah, yeah, we should be for America last, I guess. So when the President of the United States said that people are pouring into this country... ...trying to get into this country because they come from crap hole countries... ...he was called a racist by Durbin, by the Democrats, by the media... Beto O'Rourke apparently is comparing one or more of these countries to the Third Reich because he's bringing up once again the Holocaust, right? So, which country is it? Is it Mexico? Is it Guatemala? Honduras? El Salvador? Which one is it? Go ahead and the cruelty with which we
2: treat children in this country today may be the decision of one man. We
0: don't treat children cruelly in this country, you jackass. And I'm sick of hearing this from all these Democrats. You, the party of infanticide. You, the party of late-term abortion. You, the party of sex-determinative abortion. You, the party of aborting handicapped babies. I, I got it. We don't need lectures from you the way we treat children in this country, thanks to you on the left and the Supreme Court. But there are men and women breaking their backs, working overtime on the border to care for the children of other people who are irresponsible, who come into this country and violate our laws. What would you have them do? What would you have them do, these people, to to care for these children? We don't even know who they are. We don't even know if they're with their parents. 30% of them, turns out, they're not their parents. These problems are voluntarily laid at our footsteps. And we're trying to cope with it. No thanks to you, you jerk, and your party. And your party. No party that supports infanticide. No party that does what the governor of New York did no party that does what the governor of Illinois did and all the rest of these clowns can claim to care about children they don't care about children and they they sure as hell don't care about these illegal alien children either detention centers detention centers what do you think all these places were built under Donald Trump there's an effort to be as humane and as compassionate as possible. To provide food, diapers, formula. Why are these kids here in the first place? That's the parents who are mistreating their children, not us. You jerk. I'll be right back. Much love in. to be a leftist even to be a democrat I mean really everything's so negative the world's out to get you uh, uh, I mean your failures are the failures of somebody else or the failures of history despite the fact that you're blessed to live in this country you act as if this country is is is, is some kind of a, a, a horror scene I mean it really must be horrible to be a leftist democrat it really must because even if you become successful it's because you beat the system not because you live in a free country with a capitalist system any small-r Republican government. No, 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 because you beat the system. You beat racism. You beat the powerful, the rich. History. I mean, does the country, does the civil society deserve any credit whatsoever? Apparently not. Apparently not. i tell you what, and I don't... Uh, you know, and I don't. I, I'm. I'm really not trying to rub anybody's nose in this, but imagine being Jim Acosta today, Mr. Producer. Imagine being Jim Acosta. You have spent more than two years as a so-called reporter for a so-called news organization called CNN, drawing attention to yourself at presidential press conferences at presidential rallies, at various events and so forth. Shouting at the President of the United States, making accusations against the President of the United States, disrupting a presidential press conference, really more than one. Going back to your network, such as it is, CNN. Going on the various shows with the low ratings, whining about the White House, praising yourself, Then you write a book called Enemy of the People. And in that book, you use the I-word, I don't know, I didn't even read the book. I only read the uh, clips that the publisher put out. There were enough I-words in there to drive you nuts. It's his memoir, how I saved the world and the free press in America from the dastardly Donald Trump, pretty much. And you write this book or somebody else writes it for you. I don't know how this came to be. Maybe he wrote it. Let's hope so. And you, you're you involved in a series of events at the White House that you manufacture in order to include them in your book. And then you go on uh, CBS Sunday Morning. You go on the uh, comedy shows late at night. You go on all these shows and... Maybe you sell 15,000 books. Maybe it's 17,000. Maybe it's 12. I don't know. And you debut number 10 on the New York Times bestseller list. Can you imagine with a massive ego, a narcissist like Jim Acosta being number 10? Number 10. Can you imagine he's looking at this list as I speak? Probably studying it, probably drenched with tears now. Maybe it's ripped up into a thousand pieces. Where he's saying to himself, Oh Lord, why me? Why me? Then he looks at the top of the list and he says, Oh my goodness, there's that guy Mark Levin. There's that guy Mark Levin. And you know what he thinks in his heart of hearts, Mr. Beducer? I wish I was Mark Levin. (laughs) Not really. I'll be right back.
1: The only constitutional lawyer you can see today. For free. No appointment necessary. Just call him at 877-381-3811.
0: Do you wish that double chin would just disappear? Newsflash, ladies and gentlemen, people look at your jawline. It simply tells your age. And here's Robin from Lubbock, Texas. I put Genesis jawline cream on my neck two or three days ago. This is the best my neck has looked in 20 years. And people told me my face looks young. I'm blown away. You know, I have a friend who's a cardiologist. Over the past several months, I've mentioned him. I mean, really, really smart guy. He loves Chaminade's products, loves them, and he uses them all the time. And I have to say, they definitely help. They definitely do, and he believes it too, because all you have to do is look in the mirror. With Chaminade's MDL technology, Genesil's brand-new jawline treatment specifically targets the delicate skin on the neck area for tight, healthy, younger-looking skin. You don't believe me? You believe me, don't you, Rich. His name is Teddy. He's a good guy, Ted. You'll see your mirror smile back at you or 100% of your money back, no questions asked. 100% of your money back, no questions asked. Call now, and the classic Genesil for bags and puffiness is free with your order. Call 800-SKIN-604, 800-SKIN-604, and to start seeing results in 12 hours or less. Genesel Immediate Effects is also yours free. No double chin, no turkey neck, no sagging jawline because no one needs to know your age. That's 800-SKIN-604 or Genesel.com. Get your two free gifts and free shipping, but act now. Call 800-SKIN-604, 800-SKIN-604 or go to Genesel.com. That's Genesel.com. I am sick of the news. If you call this crap news. No, you're a racist. No, you're a racist. Well, I want reparations. I oh, no, you get reparations. No, you, you get reparations. No, I want... No, no, the country sucks. Oh, it sucks. It sucks. People are pouring over the border. People are... Well, the country sucks. It's systemic. I'm so sick of it. Sick of it! Joe, New Jersey, the great WABC. Go.
6: Mark, I got to i got to thank you. Uh, you cooled my jets for a, a few seconds there back when you called Nancy Pelosi a liar, because I simultaneously screamed it at my radio the same exact moment. Well, there I, you go. It's, um, Mark, she is a megalomaniacal, disrespectful cross-section of the left. And I can't understand how—I mean, her constituents are her—her her believers are her believers— But I can't understand how the the middle-of-the-road moderates or even anybody maybe to the left side of moderate doesn't see that disrespect when she has to go, you know, when things get tough with her, Trump and Schubert. Look at the city
0: she represents, which has fallen into the bay. It's it's such a disaster.
6: Mark, disrespect is disrespect. Let's go talk about this behind closed doors. No, Mm -hmm. Nancy, I want full transparency. Uh, In order to find out what's in the, the health bill, you have to sign it first. That, that, that is so overt disrespect that I don't see how she possibly, in her own conscience, gets away with it.
0: Well, some people don't have a conscience. But
6: right. just for pure, pure preservation, Mark, how, you know, how does she know that's? How could she possibly think that's going to float with with somebody with half of the mentality? Let alone. You know, I,
0: I honestly believe their base is incredibly stupid. And they're very emotional. Uh, the, The base that they have stitched together. And so they think the rest of us are like this. Well, the rest of us aren't like this. And that's why when the left attacks Trump supporters and Trump voters or people in this audience and so forth, they confuse us for their base. We're not their base. This stuff doesn't work on us. Joe, thank you for your call, my friend. Let's continue. Tom, Panama City, the great W-Y-O-O. Go.
7: Yes, sir. I'm kind of curious. You're a smart man. Maybe you can tell me. Why are all these politicians whining about getting housing for the illegal immigrants that know if they come over, they're going to get sent back? But there's still thousands of people down here that are homeless and living in tents because of a hurricane, and -hmm. we can't get any help. It's
0: a great question. They
7: all promise help, but we get nothing. Mm Mm-hmm. We well, all get up. We go to work, but we can't get no help. But let's whine and help the illegal because immigrants. Because the
0: American citizen for the left is a second class citizen. That's why.
7: I just I don't understand it. We've got thousands. We've got families that kids now go to school, and when they go home, they're telling their friends, "Oh well, I'm going home." Their home is a tent, or or like me, I live in half an RV but we can't get no help and they want to they want to put all these illegal immigrants in temporary housing.
0: Well, I hope folks like you vote because it's the only way to turn this around to be perfectly honest with you.
7: They need to send them back home, give us the temporary housing. But they're and not going here, to they're not changed. going
0: to send them back home if we cannot win back the house in large numbers, win back the Senate with actual conservatives and get Trump back in office. It's just not going to happen. Here's the problem. The president on his own is trying to address this problem. The Senate is useless, and the, and the Democrat Party is worse than useless. It is uh, obstructionist.
7: Exactly. Trump seems to want to help, but like just like the bill that got passed for them to come down and help. Well, they're going to re- rebuild the Air Force Base. That's great. Why don't you rebuild the six cities around it that's flattened?
0: They, well, uh, let me ask you a question about that. Uh, I, I agree to you to a part. How, how are we supposed to rebuild the cities? What do you want us to do?
7: I mean, the houses are destroyed. The businesses are destroyed. We're ba- we might I
0: know, not- buddy. What do you want the government to do, to start building office buildings?
7: No, come down. If they're, if they're so hell bad. No, it's one, no, it's
0: one thing to help people, you know, subsist. To get through a hurricane, to get through an earthquake, to get through a tornado, to get through floods, to get through these things. That we should do. But when people say, rebuild my city, I'm not sure what that means. Uh, These are uh, private buildings. What, do you want the the federal government to come in and start rebuilding all the private buildings?
7: Well, from what the the Democrats are wanting, they're wanting to build private buildings for all the illegal immigrants. Well, you're right right about that. For the people that pay taxes.
0: Well, how about we not do it for anybody? that what we try and do is help people get through a disaster and help them get back on their feet. Uh, The federal government can't possibly rebuild cities. That it cannot do. As to your point about illegal aliens, you're quite right. Resources that should be spent on this country, on American citizens, are really being spent on foreigners, people who aren't supposed to be here. And the Democrats think that's terrific, because remember what their objective is, Tom. It's to change the electorate. It's to it's to create ambiguity between citizenship and non-citizenship. So you hand out driver's license. People can get welfare. People can get health care. People can get this. People can get that. So citizenship is almost an irrelevancy. And that's when you lose your country. Thanks for your call, Tom. I appreciate it. I don't think like the federal government should rebuild cities or rebuild private homes and office buildings. I mean, if we're in that business... Uh, the federal government, I, I don't even know how we would do it. You have to help people get back on their feet. This I believe. But you can't give them back everything they lost. That's simply not going to happen. It's an impossibility. And if that's the case, then I guess we get to decide where people live. You shouldn't live in hurricane zones, earthquake areas, and so forth, and so forth which is ridiculous, Right. So it's, it's just not possible. It's an impossible thing. I could sit here and say, yeah, well, that's right, but I'd be wrong. Cyrus, San Francisco, XM Satellite. Go ahead. Thank you. I'm a
4: foreign-born citizen of this country that's been working and living here for 40 years. Never asked for anything, and I own a business, and I have 40 people working for me. But wow. policies that this city puts on the back of people like me that don't have a voice and we don't exist other than just shut up, work harder, pay more taxes. Mm-hmm. And literally, I'm holding for dear life, and I've never asked for anything from anyone. But when you have people that come in here, and basically people like Pelosi, Gavin Newsom, and everybody else, just give them handouts, and as far as I'm concerned, you came here, that should be good enough. And if you're here illegally, and you have more rights than me, There's something wrong with that. And Mm -hmm. if I open my mouth and I say something in this cesspool, I'm a fascist, I'm a this, and I'm a that, for a group of people that ask for acceptance, for people that say, you know, everybody should be welcome, they're sure as hell. If you're not on the same train as them, they're sure as as fast as they can, they put a label on you, and then you don't basically, you're nothing but a bad person. Mm -hmm. And absolutely what's going on here? that people like me and millions like me that work, never ask for anything, I've had insurance that I paid for, now it's become almost impossible for me to even afford it, and somebody else that can't even speak English, doesn't even have a driver's license or social security or anything like that, goes to a free clinic, him, his wife, and his kids, and future kids, get free insurance, get free medical and everything else. There is something wrong with that.
0: You uh, made a brilliant statement. And not only that, I wish people like Bernie Sanders would have to confront somebody like you. Where are you from originally?
4: I was born in Iran.
0: In in Iran, did you say? I couldn't hear. Yes. So you know. You know what, uh, what suffering is like. You know what destitution is like. You would escape... You had to escape from Iran, I take it, correct?
4: Well, it was before any of these things that happened in Iran. I went, I went to a high school here, I went to college, I worked. hmm Never knew how this system works to literally have something given to me for free.
0: You're, you're very upset. Are, is your company in trouble now?
4: Not really. I mean, I, I work, and I know what I'm doing, and I'm successful at it. But at some point in time, it has to stop.
0: Mm-hmm. You're right. I I could not agree more.
4: You know, if you don't recycle here, there's you know, the police is going to come handcuff you. But then a grown human being is releasing or defecating in the middle of the street. You can ba- if you're smoking cigarettes, everybody wants to hang you. But if you're injecting heroin, that's okay. You know, you weren't loved enough, or this, that, or anything else. This absolutely this, this is upside down, crazy.
0: Hmm. Man, you're absolutely right. It's very depressing, but you're absolutely right. I uh, Cyrus hung up. He's upset. He's crying, isn't he, Mister Producer? You see a. Uh, you see. You see great cities and great states falling in front of you, like California. It's terrible. When I was at the Reagan Library, so many patriots there who live in California. And they see what's happening to their state. And they're outnumbered. And you've got a one-party state. And it just never ends. That's why reparations, that won't be the end. It's just the beginning. It'll never end. Because of the left. That's what the left does. The left never resolves anything. Never resolves anything. The left can't survive if a nation is, <coughs> if, they, if people live in harmony. They just can't. They talk about it, but they don't mean it. there will always be the same propaganda. There has been during the entirety of my life. People in position of power. uh, Things are unequal. Things are this, things are that. People would just take time to look at the world and see how lucky we are to have been born here or to have immigrated here. I'll be right back. Mark
2: Bowling
0: Branch, ladies and gentlemen, best sheets ever made. The folks at Bowling Branch are feeling really flattered right now. Ever since their family business became the industry leader with the world's most comfortable sheets, they've seen a lot of imitators making similar promises and even repeating words from their ads. And no one, no one can duplicate the quality of & Branch cotton. That starts out soft and gets softer and softer over time. These are thousand dollar sheets for a couple hundred bucks and the only sheets loved by hundreds of thousands of Americans like me and three U.S. presidents. That's why 97% of customers surveyed said they sleep better on Bolin Branch. But you won't find them in a big box store because they're not there. Starting this summer, you get 100 nights to try them. 100 nights. That's over three months. Shipping is always free. And right now, you'll get $50 off your first set of sheets at com with promo code MARK. That's spelled B-O-L-L and Branch.com. Promo code MARK for $50 off. com promo code MARK. Again, I want to thank you folks. Some of you uh, stay with us the whole program. I'm very, very blessed and honored. Uh, Some folks come and go. Just to let you know, a few hours ago, we were informed that uh, I'm sure that it was a very painful call for the folks at the New York Times, but we were told that for the fourth week in a row, Uh, Unfreedom of the Press is number one hardcover nonfiction book and number one hardcover and e-book nonfiction on the New York Times bestseller list. And by the way, that just reflects the sales numbers. When you take the hardcover sales and the e-book sales and the e-audio sales and the CD audio sales all combined, we have nearly 300,000 sales. That's 300,000 of you. And I want to thank you very, very much. Now, the point is not to pat myself on the head and not because, wow, look at Mark, the author. That has nothing to do with this. It's what's between the covers of the book that matters. It's the message. I'm desperately wanting to spread the message. Those of you who've read the book, you know exactly what I'm talking about, right? Those of you who purchased it on Amazon and left a comment, overwhelmingly five-star, 98% of you giving it a five-star rating, you know exactly what I'm talking about. We have to spread the word. You saw the president's speech last night. He needs our support. He needs our help. It is he who stands between us and them. At had a wonderful interview uh, for Life, Liberty, and Levin that will be aired on Sunday by a brilliant constitutional expert who's argued 15 cases in the Supreme Court. His name's Michael McConnell. Worked briefly in the Reagan administration, was a federal appellate judge, and now he's at Stanford. Uh, And I think you're going to enjoy that too this Sunday. My point is there's a lot of smart people out there doing a lot of smart things. We have got to push our message as far and as wide as we can. Uh, And that's really all I can say about this. You've got to be the Thomas Paine's, you have to be the pamphleteers. I've written the pamphlet for you on freedom of the press. It's a perfect graduation gift. I know most of the high schools, they've already had their graduating class, colleges and universities, same things. It's okay. It's still a perfect gift, and it is the perfect summertime read. The politics of the presidential campaign, they're heating up. They're heating up now. You're going to start seeing Democrat debates beginning, uh, I guess, June 26, June 27. You're going to see the media. You're going to be furious with them. I'm telling you that this is the book that's going to help. It's going to help us and hopefully help us in the election. Unfreedom of the press. 300,000, it's not enough. It's just not enough. There's 300 million people out there, including children, of course. It's just not enough. And there's millions of you in the audience. So I want to strongly encourage you now, if you can, to go to Amazon.com and order it at 40% off. Or if you happen to be going to a retail store, a Costco or Walmart, a Target, a BJ's, a Sam's, uh, Barnes & Noble, Books a Million, any of these types of stores or those stores in particular, they should be there. Uh, so I hope, you'll, uh, I hope you'll grab your copy. But again, if you're anxious to get it immediately and have it delivered immediately, just go to Amazon.com, place your order right there. We need to build this movement. We really do. We need to support a free press. We need to challenge the unfree press. I want to salute all you heroes out there and thank you. All you great patriots, God bless you, and I'll see you tomorrow. Be well. From the Westwood One
6: Podcast Network.